welcome back to another episode of Life Fiber Podcast. We are here again with Lorna. Hi, Lorna. Thank you so much for coming back. Hello. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about confidence, all things confidence and different aspects of confidence. So when I was actually looking into it, I saw that there were like, what, like four different types of confidence, which I thought was a bit, I didn't actually expect it. I feel like when I typically think of confidence I just think someone who's you know got it together someone who maybe not necessarily internally but at least externally can show some sort of like you know bold face or bold picture to say like yeah I've got it I'm good so I guess the base definition of confidence is that confidence is a state of being clear-headed either that a hypothesis or a prediction is correct and that a chosen course of action is the best and most effective Confident comes from the Latin word fidera, which means to trust. Therefore, having self-confidence is having trust in oneself. So, yeah. Wow. That, was that. that is powerful. I've never actually looked at the definition of confidence. Yeah. It's powerful. It's right. I think it's like, for me, it was like the Latin part where it's like, it means to trust, to have, like to trust oneself. And I feel like mm-hmm. when you put it like that, it's definitely, yeah. So, so, true. so what is confidence to you? If someone says to you, I'm confident, or like, you know, if someone say to you, you're a really confident person, what would you sort of take from that? What does that necessarily mean as a face value to you? For me, for me personally, like when I think of the word confidence, it's just about being like, I guess it is that trust, like that self-assuredness, like I can do it. And being able to just, I guess, stand in who you are and, no, whether the, to me it's whether I'm good or bad at something, it doesn't really matter because that doesn't define me. And I guess that for me is what confidence is. But also what I've learned along my journey is no one is born confident. Like it's not something that we're born with. It's not an attribute that at birth, here you go, have some confidence. It's something that is built. And for people who may not feel confident in a certain area or whatever it is, it's knowing that that confidence and that, I guess, trust within yourself comes from taking action. Mm-hmm. And that's how, to me, confidence is built. Because for, just for any, for poor example, last week was the year anniversary for my podcast, like coming out, and I wasn't confident starting that podcast. And even still now, I probably maybe question things and I'm 50 episodes into it. But I've got more confident over time with doing it because I've taken the action and done it. So it's just about knowing that for me, like confidence is like a muscle and we'll become more confident over time through the actions that we take. And I guess that's where when we lack confidence in a certain area or we're lacking that self-trust, it's because we are doing things that are maybe not helping us build that muscle for a big, big one for me is saying I'm going to do something and then I've not done it. And then wondering why I don't feel confident in that area. Mm-hmm. And it's just about remembering that every action that you take is a vote. Every action and inaction is a vote towards the person who you are becoming. So if you are not taking the action that's going to allow it, it's like that's going to dint your confidence, which is also going to dint your self-belief and dint your self-trust in yourself. It's about these micro commitments that you make to yourself that will help build your confidence. And that's something that I've really been reflecting a lot on recently. It's it's not the big things that we don't do. It's just the tiny little incremental changes that you make that will 
will help with your confidence. So for example, like a big thing for me is my morning routine is having that space for myself. So if I don't do it, or if I say that I'm going to do something and then I don't do it for myself, it's like, okay, well, why are you not doing it? Why do you not feel confident in your ability? It's because I'm saying I'm going to do something and I'm not doing it. So like that's where, and that's what then takes away from confidence, I guess. So I like like to use the analogy of like a wall. I, I like to visualize. <laughs> so it's like, imagine that every time you do something, that's like a vote towards yourself. That's you building your confidence. So every time you do something, it's like you're adding this brick to the wall. But every time you do it, this wall's building up and your confidence is getting higher and higher. So when then you go and say you're going to do things and don't do them as an example, or you do something and then the way you react to it is like, you get into this caught into this negative mindset think of it like that as I'm knocking away at that wall the, the bricks are coming back down so it's like this you're building so it's just about finding a steady pace to build just to keep build it's just a brick by brick job like it's not we do one thing and our confidence is over here it's just the tiny little steps at a time so I guess for me confidence is just building that muscle building that wall of belief and trust within myself by me personally taking and making those tiny micro commitments to myself and keeping them and not letting like blaming like making excuses or complaining sort of standing in the way of that yeah wow that's really powerful Do you know I'd never thought of it like that that confidence was like a muscle because even like when you said it there like the tiny little actions that you do because like exactly that like I know like on days maybe like you know when like I wake up in the morning and I'm like hey, I'm gonna wake up I'm gonna clean I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that I feel I guess more confident even if you could put it that way but yeah it's like those things whereas like when things maybe don't go the way that they should have then that confidence has chipped away so that is really powerful to think that like you know your confidence is something that is constantly built if you know what I mean whereas I think a lot of people kind of just take it as I guess even just looking at like you know famous people or people who other people look up to role models or whatever you kind of see them and you say like wow you've got so much confidence and like to think of it in that sense that they've probably taken you know those steps to improve their confidence every single day to use those small little building blocks um even like what you're saying for example like podcast you don't just wake up overnight and have that or people who I guess like you know um have like books or people who are actors you don't just wake up and have the confidence of the world to you know be on an Oscar award-winning movie you've got to do it gradually and slowly to the point where you know that you have that confidence within you to actually go out for something and do it so yeah that's really powerful I definitely never thought of it like that and um a couple of things that you actually said there um kind of like relayed back into um so I previously like mentioned I was looking into it and looking at four different types of confidence and um there was okay so I'll kind of like brief them over and then I guess we can like talk about them so the first one was unwarranted confidence which is kind of like you know that cocky arrogant confidence like do you know what I can do it if I want to da 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 like you know kind of like not as I don't want to say overestimating your abilities but I guess maybe just kind of it's unwarranted you know it's confidence that you haven't earned it's confidence that you don't necessarily feel like you should have but you're kind of portraying it as if you do there's then pasted on confidence which is like you know kind of like looking at yourself in a mirror I guess sort of like affirmations being able to say like 
you're amazing, you're smart, you're beautiful, you're this, you're that, and, you know, pasting that confidence on in that sort of way. Um, And then Mm -hmm. there's number three, which is I've already done it confidence, which is, I guess, like what you're saying, you know, the fact that you have confidence when you've done something. If, for example, like, you know, like what you're saying when you started your podcast, the first episode you would have been so scared, but by the time it came to the second one, you would have been like, you know what, I've got more confidence than the third and the fourth. And you kind of like, you earn that confidence because you've already done it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then the last type of confidence that you know we saw was efforts will lead to results confidence and that is all about you know working towards it so it's like working hard and understanding that that confidence comes over time because you're going to achieve your goal over time so yeah what do you think yeah I think that's really like super interesting like the different like categories of confidence because I guess I've never personally looked at it and like split it down but based on like what you said there, there's very different, like there's different elements of it. And I think they do all obviously feed into this feeling of overall being a confident person. And I guess if we look at like the first one, which we said was the overestimated confidence. For me, that's kind of, it's like having the mindset of being able to go after something that you want. Even if you like, there's that slight doubt, but leaning into that fear and going for it anyway, because a lot of the times we're just like taking it back to like a mindset point of view is we have our mind and our subconscious mind and our conscious mind is when we're like, yeah, I can do this, but it's our subconscious mind, which is like say the rest of our body where the belief sits. So sometimes like we have to, the only way to sort of overpower that is to change our thoughts, which then changes our feelings within the subconscious. Mm-hmm. So if going into it, like having this overconfidence of like, I can do it is great because what it does is it shocks the belief system. It shocks us and it pushes us out of our comfort zone. On the flip side of that, sometimes depending on how like in tune we are and aware, what that can then do is cause this like negative spiral of chatter mm-hmm. of knowing, did I do this? And then, like, what's the then the repercussion after? So it's about that awareness of the thoughts that are going around in your mind and just catching the narrative and asking yourself, like, is it actually true? Because the quickest way for us to find out what is holding us back is to go and do something really, really uncomfortable and see what beliefs pop up then. Because that is when your, like, deepest, darkest, deep-rooted beliefs are going to, like, fire to the surface when we go and do something that's way out. But it's also about learning to lean into that anyway and go for it. But it's about being able to catch, I think, this knowing of, for me, like this knowing of it's okay no matter what the outcome and developing that kind of mindset. Like, I personally don't believe in failure anymore. I see it as like more of like, I think I've said to you before, this first attempt in learning Mm -hmm. and also knowing that to release the expectations of how we expect things to be on the outcome. So if we go and do something super scary, it's like just sort of being having this openness to the outcome. And even if it doesn't work out first time, how you maybe anticipate it is knowing that it's happened is exactly how it should. Yeah. Exactly how it was meant to. And that in itself, by taking that action and taking the leap, builds confidence. But also I use myself as an example because I left my job when it wasn't I didn't have a secure income and most people would have said it's stupid they probably did and but I knew that there was this deep belief in me that it was the action to take 
on the back end of that, that has brought a lot of beliefs up to surf- the surface and it's taken me a lot of deep healing. And maybe sometimes I look at myself and I'm not where I would like to be or where I anticipated I would be right now. But it's also knowing that I had the courage to take that action mm. and that I went against that belief. And just, yes, because it's taken me a little bit longer to maybe get to where I anticipated. Like, that's okay. This journey has been exactly how it's needed to play out so that I can serve better as a coach. I can serve people better from my experiences and actually develop this deep knowing in myself and trust. And it's that, that it's through taking them big leaps where it doesn't actually make logical sense, where the mind can't catch up, but you go with the feeling in your body. That's going to build up your confidence. It's how do you become in tune with that feeling inside of you? Because you're feeling that pull for a reason before the logical mind catches up. Mm-hmm. So I think like having this overestimated confidence sometimes it's that it is important to have because that's how we we make these big quantum shifts where it doesn't make logical sense. We just go for it anyway and try and figure it out after. But that's where like, you have to start to learn to become really aware of the thoughts that you become conscious of because a lot of the time our thoughts are unconscious and it's how do we, we make awareness of what is going on in order to help us like step forward as we like go to like build this confidence. But... There's a saying goes, like, if you take the same actions, you're going to take at the same results. So it's like, if something's not working and you feel this pull, like, take a different action, you're going to get a different result, but also not being too attached. I guess it's this attachment to how you think, how we think things should look, not realising that there's limitless possibilities of how it can pan out. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I think, like what you said, like, we need that overestimated confidence within us. Obviously, it has its downsides in the sense that you could take a leap and then, yeah, like, maybe, like, you know, if you boggle down by your thoughts, people boggle down by other people's opinions, and then not necessarily live out to fruition what you'd initially anticipated when you were like, I'm just going to do it, let me just take a leap sort of thing. Um, so I guess what would you sort of say are the steps or like what things would you recommend to go from okay you're not born with confidence maybe let's say you know you get to like late teens sort of area how do you go from that level of confidence to I guess this unwarranted confidence leap of faith let me just go for it because I think it's it's so much easier to kind of say like yeah just go for it trust yourself but obviously the actual reality of that and I'm sure like you know you obviously face that when you were leaving you know like a stable job and a stable income and having to sit there and be like oh my gosh where's my next paycheck coming from how am I going to pay for this how am I going to pay for that so I guess how do you sort of get from a I'm sort of like you know trying to figure myself out I'm trying to figure out things I'm trying to figure out how to trust myself and how to really get into myself to yes I trust myself and I have enough confidence to take that leap of faith even to the point that even if it doesn't work out I'm not going to sit there and say I'm a failure but I'm going to take it in and be able to sort of bounce back from it and keep going and keep pushing yeah that is such a powerful question because I've been reflecting a lot on my journey recently um and I think it comes back to this sort of, for me, the starting point was to question. I always have had this feeling, like if I went back to school that I didn't quite fit in, mm-hmm. I always felt this feeling and I never really was able to identify it, but I always sort of like, I took risks without realising and sort of went against the, 
not against the grain because I went to uni, got a master's, but like I took risks that maybe other people I wouldn't have, but at the time I didn't didn't realise just with some of the things mm-hmm. that I've done. But I always had this feeling that I was destined for more. I was wanted like more. I didn't quite fit in and I was really like to figure it out, but trying to figure that out. And I guess for me, like it's to start with, it's to start getting to know yourself because the more you know yourself and the more you become self-aware, which that comes from like working on yourself, it's asking yourself questions of what do I enjoy? What lights me up? What makes me me? What's holding me back? What do I really think about myself? What are these beliefs that are coming up for me when I go and do something scary? The more aware you can become of yourself, the more you get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the more in tune with that, and it takes a lot. And obviously, like, I I feel like I know myself pretty, well but I'm still learning every day about myself like it's an evolution like we are constantly evolving like you constantly evolve so it's not like there is one moment where you are aha I know myself and that's it because each day we uncover something more each day we get more clarity on what we enjoy what we don't enjoy what brings us joy what brings us inner peace what brings us happiness what makes us feel good what doesn't make us feel good life is always going to show us these experiences and it's about being open and assessing and also being able to observe what you're giving meaning to but it starts with you getting to know yourself Mm. so that comes from like I said just sitting with yourself journaling reading books that are going to fill you up doing stuff that makes you feel good and also looking at things where you're doing it and just asking yourself does this really like bring me happiness does this really fill fill me up does this really add to me or am I left feeling for example for me something that I've had to really learn to work with is my relationship with alcohol not from a I wasn't an alcoholic but I used to go out a lot when I was younger um and then as I've got older I've drank less but then I've realized I don't like to drink very often because I don't really like the way it makes me feel. And it's kind of that acceptance of when we're brought up around certain things. And especially in UK culture, like for a lot of people, alcohol is a big focal point. And then it's also finding, okay, like this is what, should I be doing that? Or should I be feeling like this? And it's the more you get to know yourself and the more in tune you get with your body, the more you know what, what, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And it's just, it's a process. It's a journey of self-discovery. So that's what I would start with is just getting to know you, like writing down the things that you want to experience and asking yourself why. And then once you are on this journey of like this, getting this like clarity of who you're becoming, ask yourself, what is it I actually want from life? And it's okay if this changes, but right now, what do you feel that you would like from life? But yeah, it's just about getting to know yourself and then really asking yourself, (laughs) sorry, it's my dream. She's looking at me like, uh, yeah, but getting to know yourself. So then it's like the more you know yourself, the more you know more what you enjoy. And then asking yourself, like, a lot of the times we think that we should, this word should is coming up, should be doing because, like, our parents have told us this is what the schools told us. We should go to uni, then get a job. We should be doing this because it pays well. But if it is it actually what you want, or are you doing it because you feel like that's what you've been told to do? Like, that's what you think is expected of you. And it takes a while to like go against the screen. And I'm not saying everybody leave your jobs. Like I'm not saying that, but it's also about you discovering what it is you truly want to do. Because I heard something that life is long and I truly do believe it. But also I feel very grateful to be on the path that I am on at 26. And that 
have this like level of awareness and I'm doing what I love now for work because then it doesn't feel like work to me I mean sometimes it does but it's also about like discovering that and it comes from the more you know yourself and the more you listen to yourself the more you'll start to build up this trust and like like I said it's just these little tiny actions so the more you start putting your time and energy and money into yourself and into the things that you actually love the more that that's going to build your confidence and build that belief and then when you've got that belief of knowing my biggest lesson would be not to tell people what you're doing because people are never going to be short of an opinion or two of what it is they think you should be doing is it the right move is it safe do you not need a plan b yada 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 I heard it all and I let that stop me from leaving my job sooner than I would have liked because I let other people's opinions weigh into that which then fed into my doubt that I already had of knowing I did know I wanted to do it but then I still didn't quite believe so it's about developing this belief but also knowing that when we project even ourselves when we have an opinion on something, when we're judging somebody, we're doing that from our belief system. We're doing it from what we think. So when other people are saying things to you, like, is it safe to leave your job? Are you sure that's what you want? It's about you being able to stand there. And it's taken me a good few years to get to this point. Like, I'm standing there, yes, this is what I want. And I appreciate that you are trying to come from a place of love. Because that's what a lot of the time, although people are, sort of projecting and we project from a place of fear a lot of the time we feel like it's coming from a place of love like there's no malice of intent behind it like the intention from people like for example from our parents our parents are not doing it because they don't love us they're doing it because they love us but what they don't realize is that the projection is fear mm-hmm. but it's about you knowing you yourself as a person so I guess that's where it comes from is knowing what you want and also being so sure on it that you cannot let others' opinions, I guess, feed into that. But it, that takes time, and that comes from you being really sure. Yeah. Also, taking the action towards what it is that you want, which, like Becca said, to build that confidence is to do it. And also knowing that, I mean, a big thing I'm I always talk about is like who says what is the next step in society. It's like my biggest bugbear. Who says it's the next step to go to uni to get a job to get married to have kids, whatever it is. There is no, like, who said that that was the way? And that's what we're then put into this box by. There is no right way. You are not behind. I Even when I went home, like, last month, I've seen my friends buying houses, and I started to question, like, oh, should, is that my next step to buy a house? And then I was like, hold on a second, Lorna. No, that is not your next step. And I don't see the rush to buy a house because, well, what is the rush? Life is long at the end of the day. I'd rather go out and experience life. And it's just about you finding what what it means to you and having the confidence behind it and knowing at the end of the day put yourself first we're all the most important person in our lives and if we're living by the expectations of others we're just going to suffer in the long run mm-hmm. so obviously be kind be a good person but also go after what your heart desires because you wouldn't if you wouldn't be able to think it and you wouldn't be able to like want to create it if it wasn't available for you and it's put on your heart for a reason, so go after it. You'll always be supported. And do you know what? What if it doesn't all work out? So what? There is always another option. But imagine what if it did work out? What are the possibilities that then open up for you? And it's about what you're choosing to focus on. Because if you focus on all the things that could go wrong, you're just going to find the answers to that. But if you focus on what could go right, you'll also find all the possibilities that open up as well. 
Yeah, no, see, 100%. There are definitely a couple of things in what you said that really caught me, like about getting to know you, about really getting to know who you are, finding yourself. One thing that I would definitely say about that, that I feel like really kind of helped me, not that like I know who I am 100%, I feel like, like what you said, it's always changing, you know, who you were a couple of years ago is definitely so different to who you're going to be now, who you're going to be in a year, two years, whatever it may be. But I think one thing that I found that really helped was just having some time alone, just being mm-hmm. quiet and just being really still. I feel like for me, the thing that really kind of comes out was maybe like five years ago, I want to say. And it was like, um, so I was back at my parents. Um, everyone was kind of like either at work or at school. And I was just like stuck in the house the whole day sort of thing and you know when it gets just gets to a point where it's like it's pointless to really go out because you're not going to do anything and you're kind of just forced to be quiet and be silent and just really you know listen to your own thoughts and like again like whoever it is you know you believe whether like you know you believe in God you believe in the universe you believe in Allah like whatever it is like just letting them speak to you so for me it was like you know just really being quiet and being still in that moment and just listening to what like I guess like you know like God was saying what I should do this that and the other that's actually how you know I ended up um you know kind of deciding what it is I wanted to do and how it was I was gonna like you know go forth um in my career things like that um so I think, yeah, having that time to be just quiet and be really silent is so important. But I find it really scary, which I feel like sounds so like counterintuitive. But like, do you know what I mean? Because you never know what is going to come. I feel like you could think one thing, like what you're saying, you could think like, oh, my life's supposed to go in a really conventional way of like, you know, finish school and go to uni and get a job and do this and do that. And you could be told something completely different or you could feel something completely different within you. And that's obviously really scary because it might not be what you're expecting or it might not be the social norm. So there's always these other things that sort of come and maybe interfere with what your true passion is. But definitely finding that time to just be quiet as often as possible. Like obviously don't just do it every couple of years. Like as often as possible, just finding that time to be quiet and to really just be in tune with your inner self and with your inner person, with your inner man, to really know who it is that you want to become, to understand who it is that you're becoming and, you know, to let everything that's happened. So even if, you know, you have taken a really big jump and it's not worked out the way that you have, don't beat yourself up about it. Take some time to be quiet and learn from what that's done. Do you know what I mean? Like deep inside, not just, I feel like it's one thing to sort of say, oh, it didn't work out, forget it, I'm just going to go back. Or, oh, it didn't work out, I'm just going to ignore it and keep going. But really taking that time to sit and be like, okay, what happened? Like, how do I feel this, that, and the other? That's how you're going to improve your confidence. That's how you're going to, I guess, be able to use that unwarranted confidence to your benefit because then you'll have that within you that, okay, I was able to learn from this and I've taken the necessary precautions to have that time to myself, to really, you know, be quiet and be still and learn who I am again and again and again to be able to really go out and dive into whatever it is I want to do. Um, And then the other part that you said was about, you know, not telling people what you want to do, like the things that you feel. Um, And like what you're saying, I think a lot of it sometimes can come from love, of course, but sometimes I also feel like it comes from a subconscious of, I don't know how to say this, I think you've come across really wrong, but maybe like a subconscious of them feeling 
like they couldn't ever do it so why should you be able to do it or why should you get to do it do you know what I mean so even if like you know whoever you know your parents your siblings friends random people they obviously yeah might the face of it might be love but in their subconscious you never know what's going on you never know what they're thinking what they're feeling they may be sat there like I could have done that or oh I could do this or oh but when I was your age I you know took the conventional routes and did ABCD why do you feel like you should stray from the norms it's that whole um there's like a really good song that um I listened to a couple months ago it's like about like the evil eye and about how like even if people don't know that they're having the evil eye even if people don't know that they're looking at you or whatever it is that you're doing and feeling some kind of way about it just by telling other people what you're doing subconsciously, spiritually, deep down inside, that can knock your confidence so much. Because, like, imagine going to someone and saying, oh, my gosh, I'm really excited. I'm going to, you know, start a podcast, this, that, and the other. And on face value, they're like, oh, can you really do that? Can you really say that? Or, like, whatever. And then before you even started, you now have all of these, like, you know, like, that, like, feeling that you have, like, deep in your stomach, where it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't do it, and, like, you know, you're now starting to feel all of these things, and that's the evil eye talking, you know, you can't always just trust, um, just telling other people your things, and not to say that you shouldn't tell other people, I don't really would think that everyone's got it out of them, so I don't think that's the case, but I think it's really important to obviously be conscious and be cautious about who you're telling and what you're saying and even if you are going to tell people maybe just tell them like a little bit because you need to be able to build that confidence in yourself like what you're saying in order to get to the point where you are now where you can say okay I understand what you're saying and I understand how you're feeling but for me and where I am in my life this is the best course this is what I need to do and this is what I'm going to do so that even if they say something or they feel some kind of way that's not going to impact you and that you're, you know, you're strong enough in every aspect and that you have enough confidence in every aspect in, your, in yourself, in your, um, you know, beliefs, in your esteem, in your charisma, in your relationships, like that every single thing that you're going to go after, you can say, no, do you know what? I have enough confidence that I can go after this and I can do what I want because I know that I'm good enough and that I'm worth enough to do this and to really make it what I want it to be without letting you interfere consciously or subconsciously in any way with my life purpose yeah I disagree with everything that you've said there um, especially the sitting in silence mm. honestly just to give you like a background of me until two years ago I could not stand my own company mm. like I couldn't be by myself because I actually hated it I was I wasn't like depressed but I just always just had to have a distraction 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 had to be with someone it was like that constant need for something outside of me to make me feel complete and actually now I'm the complete opposite of myself so much that I feel so powerful on my own I'm not relying on anybody outside of me to bring me happiness and that's where the shift comes but that takes time again because we're so used to being around people and we've got social media and the distractions it's learning to switch off from the noise and be able to be silent and listen to yourself. Only you know what goes on in here, nobody else. And unless you take time to listen, you will never know. And it's about allowing yourself that space to breathe. Just 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes a day is enough to start with. And if you can't find five, 10 minutes in a day, find half an hour because how sad is it that you can't spend five minutes just to sit in silence with no distractions and just listen to yourself? It's just such a powerful way to get to know who you are as a person. Mm.